Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 173. TJ, we've got our mate Trevor Long in the building. Trevor, how are you, bro? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, when I say in the building, you are currently in California after um, a day of uh, talking Apple products. Pretty much all I've done for, for 12 hours is talk Apple uh, ad nauseum, uh, nonstop, back and forth with uh, radio stations all across the country, which is fun. Uh, yes, I'm in San Jose, which is, I reckon, 15 minutes from Cupertino, which is where Apple's headquarters is. And boys, I've got to tell you, I know you're coming to America, but yeah. even if you just do a drive-by, you've got to see the Apple headquarters. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You posted a photo. It looked unbelievable. It looks it looks like a futuristic um, space Center or something like you'd see in a movie where they stumble across it in The Walking Dead. There's a scene where they come across this like science lab and um, they all go in. It's just high tech. It looks like that. There's two things about it that, that always struck me. The, the building and Steve Jobs, when he proposed this development to um, the Cupertino Council back in 2011, said it, it will look like a spaceship has landed. It's a big ring, the whole building, 260,000 square metres. Massive, right? Solar panels on the roof, 75% of the whole energy the joint is, is powered by solar. But then there's the Steve Jobs Theatre. It's on, a, on the top of a hill and it's a 50 metre diameter circle building that's just glass. There's no mm. beams, there's no wood structure. It's just glass that holds up this uh, carbon fibre and metal roof. You go inside this area and there's just two discrete stairwells, but I'll tell you that my favourite thing is a lift. There's one lift. Yeah. You walk, it's glass. You walk in, but instead of going down, and you know how sometimes there's a, there's a door on the other side, you're going to turn around and go out? No, no. Mm. This one, you go in, and as it goes down, it twists. So it twists <laughs> as it goes down so that you're facing the right way when you get to the bottom. I think I would, to, um, I would have to have motion sick tablets before going to the Apple campus <laughs> just, just to deal with the lift. And, and so how far, like how do you, is anyone allowed to drive past? Is it within a business district? Is it like out in Wonturna just... where Josh lives where there's a few business <laughs> districts? <laughs> it's just in, a, in, a, in the town of Cupertino. It's surrounded by houses essentially, but it is, they bought basically multiple city blocks and they just built this thing there. So you can actually drive. It takes about five, ten minutes to drive around the thing um, so you can see the building. But it's this, they planted so many trees, you can't really get a sense of the thing, which is why the drone videos on YouTube are very popular. It's a magnificent mm. thing to watch the drone videos on YouTube. But, yeah, every bit of it is manicured from every blade of grass to the seats. It's all manicured. It's beautiful. Well, no looking, looking at the photo that we posted on our Insta story of you there, it actually looked like a 3D rendering behind you. I was actually <laughs> like, has Trevor taken that photo there is or is real? he standing in front of some sort of wall? It, it was like, yeah. The, yeah, it was insane. So that spot is is where, and this you've got to remember this place is designed from the ground up. And so that theatre, the Steve Jobs Theatre, is designed to hold these events. And so what they do is they construct, a, we call it a broadcast platform, but just a, you know, a bit, of, bit, of, bit of construction platform that's temporary where all the broadcast TV crews set up. And so that's the backdrop. That Steve Jobs Theatre, that beautiful glass building, mm. is the backdrop to every live broadcast from an Apple event when they're held at Apple Park. 
before we get to what Apple have actually released today, uh, what's the food like there? I'm always um, they I'm not a foodie. Well, yeah, I'm what not the, the right person to well, ask. Catering. It's all catered it's a, Yeah, here, that's so, good. Is it yeah. like, is it from a catering point of view, do Apple go out of the, they're, they're doing all of this other shit. Do you get like good brownies and shit like that? Like what are you, what are you getting in an Apple event? Put it this way. I didn't eat a thing. So it was really? all fancy. Real if fancy I didn't shit. eat, it meant it was fancy. Uh, you know, little <laughs> canapes and all that kind of rubbish. There was there was two two jugs of water. One was strawberry infused, and the other one was plain. They call it plain water. I just went the plain water, but yeah, it's it's well catered. It's not like there's a buffet, but they, they call it know, the it's, Trevor it's water. A, a nice the special non strawberry yeah. <laughs> water for Trev. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, Trevor, are you fucked you on strawberries in your waterfall? Are you <laughs> the true. kind of guy that um that re- requests cafe? I want just cafe-style breakfast. I had this kid um, doing work experience from the country, and he said, I took him to a, a, a paleo cafe. He says, what's this? Can't we just get cafe-style food? <laughs> I don't know what that means. But he knew Can't it. we just get bacon and eggs Australian-style? <laughs> Mate, America, I hate America's food, I'll be honest. American bacon and eggs, the bacon is all crispy and, yeah. and the bread <laughs> is, like, fake. It's just not right. They don't know how to make bacon and eggs here. I saw yeah, you made true. a quick trip to uh, Johnny Rockets. Is that one of the, the few places that, that you like when you go there? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a chain burger joint, so you yeah. know what you get. It's yeah. like going in and out. It's not amazing, but you know what you're going to get, yeah. and that's the kind of person I am. I need to be able to get a plain burger and plain fries just to load up because I'm probably not going to eat two meals a day, let alone three while I'm here. <laughs> Talking about getting what you thought you'd get, what do you think of the Apple event? Going into it versus what they announced, it seemed like the leaks were pretty on point. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, pretty solid leaks this year. It's probably one of the best leak years they've had. I I bought from a Chinese factory about a month ago two what they call dummy phones, the mock-ups that someone makes to uh, insinuate what they're going to look like so case manufacturers can build them. And they're spot on, like they're... They're, they're absolutely spot on what they were. The only thing they didn't have was the colours. So aside from not knowing what the colours of this iPhone XR would be, um, pretty much everything was spot on. So iPhone XS, which is last year's phone, just made better, you know, faster and better camera. iPhone XS Max, which is phenomenal. I mean, if you've used a, a plus-size iPhone, you know, the big iPhone, I hate them. I'm not a big fan of the big phone. But it's about that size but with the full screen, like just it's it's intense screen. And I heard you say, uh, Josh, that you hate the 10. Um, yeah. I think Bree's got a 10, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to get used to it because there is no new iPhone that has a button. There's no, the, the, Could they the, not put the it on the back or something? Do you think I'm going to have to go to a <laughs> Pixel or something if I want uh, sort of the fingerprint reader? Do they do the, the uh, yeah. fingerprint reader? Yeah. Yeah, uh, f- fingerprint reader is on the, on the on the back of the Pixel. It's on the back of some Huawei's. It's on the back of the Samsung. Apple's just gone, you know what? Our Face ID is so good, you don't need it. And I 100% agree that Face ID is rubbish for Apple Pay because you've got to double click and then you've got to stare at it and then it's done. It's not as fast as fingerprint. But And I also hate buying apps. Downloading an app is, is just a weird process. You've got to double click your thumb. It's a bit weird. But everything else you get used to so quickly and navigating an iPhone X or iPhone 10 style product is, is pretty good switching between apps and stuff. So there is no iPhone. So they're still stocking the seven and the eight, but the 10 S 10 S max and 10 R, which is the, 
I'm going to say dumbed down. Like it's, I wouldn't say this on the radio because Apple would call me, but it's the dumbed down version of the iPhone 10. It's, it's the screen's not as good. It's an LCD screen instead of OLED. The camera's not as good. It's a single lens instead of dual lens. But like it's, mm. it's, it looks, the, it looks the same. I played with it today yeah. and went, this is fine. It's pretty good, yeah. but it's tw- still twelve twenty nine bucks. Yeah. Shit. It's yeah. I, I I can update my phone in a couple of months, so I'm gonna get. I'm definitely going to get one of the new ones. Is there a better camera on the on the new versions, the ten the ten X? Yeah, ten, not uh, not better 10X. megapixels. It's all about sensor and processing power. So I mean, it's it, they use terms like neural processing in the processor and all these things. Essentially, your ability to take and and edit photos are enhanced. So. You guys know depth of field better than most, um, yep. and for for the average listener, that that sense that you're taking a picture of someone and they're in focus, but the background is blurred. A- Apple have allowed you now with the iPhone XS and and family of products. After you've taken the photo, you can go in and edit the f-stop. You can edit the depth of field to say, you know what, I just want a little bit of blur, or I want bucket loads of blur, and now. <laughs> They made a big deal about this on stage. They're like, "This is there's no camera in the world that can do this. <laughs> and several of us turned to it because it's journos, right? We all just turned yeah. to each other and went, pretty sure you can do that on a Samsung and a <laughs> Huawei. But they didn't talk about that, you know. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is remarkable for an iPhone. So I don't think you'd notice the difference from a 10 to a 10S with the average photo, but it's incrementally better and it's vastly better than, you know, a 7 or an 8. Did is you there, see Tim Tim Cook, the, uh, the Apple Apple man? Yeah, we had a chat. Oh, no, I, I didn't chat to him, but he's... So straight after these events, so the Steve Jobs Theatre has a 1,000 seats. It's quite small for an Apple event, and it's underground. Um, as soon as the event finishes, like, it's just bloggers get up and run to try and get, because they have a hands-on area. There's probably... At a guess, I'd say there's 30 iPhones and 30 watches sitting on tables, each one of them manned by an Apple staff member for you to go and touch and hold, take photos of. Every vlogger and blogger in the world is taking photos of themselves and videoing, trying to get videos and stuff. But all the celebrities come out. I didn't see Al Gore today. He's normally at every one of them. But Naomi Campbell, I think is her name. Maybe. There's a bunch of celebrities I, 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 I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, people were saying to me today, did you see such and such? Did you see such and such? I'm like, I don't know who that is. And they go, oh, the bloke from Mad Men. I went, never seen it. Got no idea. Yeah, anyway, but you, so you Tim- also didn't try the strawberry water, mate. I don't trust <laughs> no. you. No, I think it's a bit so like Trevor and I an event ever. similar. I think this is uh, Trevor and I, should, we should do a segment called Celebrity Spotting. It's called <laughs> be pretty a Blase sure. yeah. Review. <laughs> it'd, be, yeah, it'd be awful. So Tim Cook's surrounded by broadcast cameras so we can see where he was and he was there just smoozing and uh, chatting with Johnny Ive and they just try and make a bit, I'd say 10 minutes of kind of FaceTime and uh, not FaceTime Apple-wise, but in terms of just seeing people and then they bugger off and, I guess, drink heavily because they've had a successful day. Josh, you and I were talking about the walkie-talkie function. This wasn't a software, this was a hardware um, launch, wasn't it? Because there was a new... Yeah, this was... This is hardware. Um, iOS 12, the new um, operating system, will be out next uh, middle of next week. So for anyone that's got an iPhone, they can get that. And so that will include the multi-FaceTime. So you can have like, what is it, th- up to 30 32 some, people. 32 people on it. I think we need to actually give that a crack. I reckon yeah. we should do the daily talk show FaceTime where we try and <laughs> fill 32 spots with people. 
Your problem is you, you get to this point, and this is like um, with EFTM, we have a group of uh, probably eight of us that are kind of they're not, all, they're not all staff, they're just, you know, parts of the team, I guess, yeah. the people that come to CES with us and whatnot. We couldn't do that because two of them are Android. Yeah. It's not cross-platform. So you're screwed. And unless everyone's – it's basically a product they built for Apple staff because yeah. it's not like you – imagine Tim Cook setting a meeting, a video conference, and you're going, yeah, mate, sorry, I got an Android phone. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen, right? So it's all do, about FaceTime for them and – do you think iMessage and FaceTime are eventually going to be standalone apps that Android users will be able to download? I think it's a massive oversight not to make iMessage Android compatible already. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's like I use it a lot and I watch at an event like this, the Apple staff have all you know got little groups they chat in, you can kind of see over their shoulder, but they WhatsApp's just better. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine anyone adopting it because WhatsApp is so much better already and they would need to announce huge changes to it to make it better than that. Yeah. Hey, um, guys, quickly, just I need to know, I got the um, Oculus, the uh, Facebook's headset given to me by Jules. Saw your Lund. stupid photo of you in a coffee <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should see the video of my mum using in the cafe. It's hilarious. Anyway, oh, um, I just want to know, Apple, do you think this is a sabotage against the Oculus product? I um, sent a thank you message via Siri to Jules Lund and I said, this is what I wanted to say. Oculus is sick. I just set it up today and I'll have to bring it over for the girls to try. And then what it actually sent through... Uh, Siri read my read my voice and it said, "Fuck you, Liz is sick." <laughs> I just set it up today. I have to bring it over to the kids. But I was thinking, do you think that that's Apple fucking with uh, uh, Facebook's products because they're in comp- they're in I guess you know competition in the tech mm. space. <laughs> I think it's machine learning. You know I think I think it's a great example of how bad Siri is. Yeah. Siri's no, got I- so far to go in terms of voice recognition. Yeah. And it's also an indictment on, on autocorrect. The number one problem I've had today is I keep texting like people I'm about to talk to saying, here's the topic, let's talk about the XR and the XS. And as soon as you type XS, it goes X apostrophe S as an autocorrect. Xs. Yeah. Ah. Actually, that would have been because Apple are known for obviously incorporating their products. Like if you type in FaceTime, it will autocorrect it to be the capital T, all that sort of thing. Auto, yep. The iPhone, same thinking about the leaks that happen, they obviously couldn't update. Could you imagine if they had updated the yes. model? So like everyone would be onto it. So they must have to like well, have this complete rollout strategy. You're on holidays. I'm, I'm hoping you don't read everything while you're actually out. You'd be holidaying, But the like 12 hours, you know, it's obvious, 12 hours before the event, maybe 24, some complete nerd somewhere in the world worked out a uh, part of the Apple website, the sitemap had references uh, to XS, XR, yeah. and XS Max. So that's how we knew the product names before the bloody launch. It's embarrassing, but <laughs> it happens. Does Apple actually, um, do they address the leaks at all in these events? Do they talk, do they hint to them, or do they just pretend they don't exist? The only time they ever did that was iPhone 4 which is, you know, going back to like 2012 or 11, when, do you remember, and this Josh will remember this, Tommy, you might or might not, but Gizmodo in the United States found the new iPhone sitting in a bar and they took it, they took photos of it and everything and it was huge controversy. They, they essentially, in that, in that keynote, they said something along the lines of, um, you, may have, you may have already seen this or something like that. That's, that's as far as they went. But 
nothing here gets gets close to mentioning leaks or, or confirming rumours. Uh, the pixel was wasn't that found recently in a, yeah. like a lift car. Do you think this was just a, so? Basically, can you explain what happened? And do you think that it was a official leak from Google? Hmm. So someone obviously these. So for example, the Pixel Three, which is Google's next phone, will be announced on October the 9th, I think it is in in the US. That's been that device has been out in Google sense since March. I know telcos that saw it at a Google kind of briefing in in March in Barcelona. So it's Mm. been in development. So let's say a month and a half ago, it got to the point where they had to get into the real world. They had to get Google staffers to get out and actually make calls and take calls and everything. They put them in a case, they put them in a bumper. Some idiot has called a lift, been in the the ride and left it in the car. Lift being another Uber style thing over here. And the lift driver, like, a lot of these lift drivers that are nerds as well yeah. have seen it and it's got all markings all over it. They've taken photos of it. They've returned it, yeah. but then they've, you know, posted it online. And Josh, I don't know. Uh, people talk about, you know, planned leaks and stuff. Yeah. I I can tell you right now, as best, as best as I can, Apple have never planted a leak. I actually asked one of their senior executives in a, in a meeting once. I said, do you, like, do you follow the leaks? Do you get kind of, like do you pin them up on a wall and say yeah right wrong right wrong and he he like he looked at me as if to say mate we hate it yeah. like genuinely hate the leaks and they wish they never happened google on the other hand i don't know the pixel's a big thing in the us and so i think creating the hype the conspiracy theory is 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 rich with that one it could <laughs> be close but i don't think they'd be happy mm. it's it's hard to fabricate these things though cuz people call bullshit and everything and then conspiracy theorists just will say it's a planned leak as it is. Humans are the problem here. I wonder if when it <laughs> yes. becomes when AI is around, if they just end up just nah, they're telling their mate they're leaking <laughs> info. <laughs> the computers can't help themselves, yeah. but but to leak shit. Um, I don't was know. There, what, like what how, was the, like the Apple stuff was all like pictures. The 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 marketing picture of the iPhone was leaked like a week ago. How did like how does that get out? Yeah. They would be blowing up a treat that that happened. Oh, it's just amazing that it can happen. But it's a massive company. I mean, these yeah. companies are dealing with marketing agencies, design agencies, factories. It has to get out. I mean, I don't know how you keep it internal. And it also does take the wind out of the sails, I think, from the actual announcement. Like before, I mean, um, totally Amsterdam at the moment. And just before I went to bed, I had a look at the. Um, uh, uh, Apple has actually started doing these uh, roundup videos, which I haven't seen before because normally we yes. might see promo videos where we see a single product. But this is one of the first times that I saw that that incorporated all of the different elements. I was like, yes, I heard about that. Yep, okay, in the Apple Watch, are we going to see? Uh, yep. Um, have you actually seen, Trev, a difference in the way that Apple are marketing on you know, sites like Facebook and on social media in general? Well, like from my point of view, about a year ago they started. So at these events you're sitting there and we get nothing. Like at a Samsung event, so uh, three weeks ago in New York, um, you know, not to lift too much of the curtain back, but I get given the announcement like the day before. Yeah. Um, we get taken to a briefing, we get shown the phone, we take photos, we, we and then I don't have to do anything at the press conference. I can just take photos and tweet along. 
print yeah. the story's done, I know what's happening here. We've got no idea. So you are literally flying blind. But during the event, like the Aussie PR team will text us the Aussie prices, which is useful because obviously they talk in US dollars. And these days they now send around animated GIFs and social media assets so that you've got stuff to share because social's the focus. Like they've got, you know, Instagrammers here that they want to share these things. So, yeah, I think their focus has shifted heavily to the short form, easy shareable content because, mate, so many people are lazy. They're just lazy. They want to share whatever they can get. And do you think that that strategy, having seen the Samsung sort of strategy and the Apple strategy, do you think that it's actually beneficial holding off and doing all of the sort of uh, charade of, you know, texting you through at the time? Do you think Apple would be better off actually moving towards sort of, you know, pre-briefing and things like that? No, I'm okay with the way Apple do it. My, it's, it's, it's a very egotistical thing, but the problem with the Samsung approach and many others is, um, if it's not one in all in. Um, so I've been to events like, you know, big auditoriums where you're sitting down, you got your laptop ready at the start of the press conference and then bing, 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 tweets come up from every tech site in the world who've got the heads up. They've got yeah. the embargoed release. It's frustrating as hell to be, you know, in the percentage of people who don't get the release as opposed to being in the smaller percentage of people who do. And so like the Samsung thing, there'd be plenty of people who are filthy that, you know, people like me publish the story the minute the press conference starts because yeah. we got the jump on it. So I think Apple takes a uniform approach. There's no doubt that if they could control the leaks, they could create more hype about their products. Today lacks hype because yeah. we already knew what was coming. I'm a, I was on the radio before the event, you know, I'm standing at the front of the event with PR people near me going, well, today we're expecting the iPhone XS and the XS Max. And it's just, it's kind of embarrassing that yeah. I'm, I'm already aware of it. Yeah. Did- Josh, you said to me yesterday that you were potentially thinking about going to Android and then I bloody saw my missus on the, on the DMs with slid, you on Instagram. Slid into my DMs. As soon as I mentioned Android, she was all ears. Yeah, but it, what what are the things that have that could be the last straw for Apple users to make the shift to Android? Are you asking oh, me? Yeah, sorry, Trev. Trev yeah, so, yeah, Trev. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. I, I knew straight away that he didn't give a fuck about what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I um I still think Android struggles to find a way to convert iPhone users because. As much as anyone wants to bag Apple for this, that, and the other, the phones are the phones feel better. They work better. They're almost seamlessly reliable. Whereas every time I switch to Android, I come up with some sort of issue and and just things don't work the same way or whatever. So, unfortunately, it's like trying to convince someone who's always owned a Mercedes to get a get a Lexus, uh, which might be a, a polished luxury car, but it's still a bloody Toyota, right? So. I, th- I I really struggle with how to convert someone from iOS, Apple, to any Android um, other than things like... So, for example, that that um, depth of field effect I was talking about, like two years ago, Huawei did that. And I'm telling you, that was, a, that was amazing. You take a photo and you could choose the focus point, not even just the depth of field, but the focus point. Stuff like that is really cool. I reckon I, I genuinely, and Josh, you know, bring back the Melbourne geek in you or whatever, <laughs> but man, I'm happy to hook you up with like, I think, so Huawei, for example, are announcing in London on the 16th of October their next big thing. And mm-hmm. it'll be the Huawei Mate 20, I'm pretty sure. 
it will be all in. I think you should try that phone because, you know, you're good at photography, you love your video. Yeah. I think it would be very interesting to see you play with a phone that actually does have as good, if not better, camera than the iPhone. Um, the problem is you need at least two weeks to get used to Android before you can make a proper judgment on it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Josh, as long as we have a, a work phone that is Apple so I can still... <laughs> Um, FaceTime you and message you. Well, I, I message you. I actually saw Trev uh, your uh, gum tree um, uh, branded piece that you did. And it's funny because I am a shocker when it comes to selling my old phones. I literally yeah. have every like I always end up either giving it to family members or having some sort of real tokenistic like oh yeah just give me 150 bucks for this yeah. iPhone because I I can't be. Uh, bothered with it but i yeah so i i think that even if i was to get an android i'd probably still have the iphone i actually like the idea of having a phone that's specific for different things where how i've been sort of thinking about social media of late is i want to be able to create content and stuff like that but i i almost want to separate the two i don't want to be creating yeah. all the time and then also sort of falling into consuming. So I like the idea of having a phone which has everything that I use to create Insta stories, to do you know posts on social media, and that is that phone. So I can be deliberate when I'm sort of you know creating. It's a dick move having two phones, right? So just you got you got to make a call. Right? How many phone, how many phones do you have? How 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 big of a dick move have you? Have, if you got one, four, Hang on, five. I, I've got about 100 phones at home, but I carry one with me, okay? okay so I'm talking about using. You got it. Yeah, um, there have, there was times when I'd, I'd switch to Android and I'd keep my iPhone with me. So whenever I travel, mm. if like if I'm on a Samsung event, I switch to Samsung. You go in all in, you wear the watch or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I always take my iPhone because my kids have, my kids are 11, 7 and 6, right? They have iPods and they have iPads. Mm -hmm. So for example, today, my youngest six-year-old, sent me a text. It was during the keynote. Um, you won't be able to see it, but it's him yeah. with – he's lost He's lost his tooth and he sent me a text. It's a whole bunch of love hearts and oh, like, I love you, so Dad, cute. and I lost that's my cute. tooth and I got $2. If there's no, There is no physical way for a kid with an iPod to send a message to someone on an Android phone yeah. because WhatsApp requires a phone number, a bunch of reasons. Yeah. But that's the only reason I can't go all in on Android, whereas you, Josh – you just need the list. What are the apps? You talk about creating content, yeah, Insta yeah. stories, whatever. Yeah. What are the apps you use? Yeah, exactly. And then I bet you they're, they're on cross, Android. They're cross-platform. And I bet you like you could do fine part. on Android. Yeah. yeah. I think and and the, you guys talk about iMessage and FaceTime. You can do that on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I'm being falling more and more. I don't like WhatsApp. Why don't you like WhatsApp? Because, uh, yeah, it can't be fact. Mate, but, I haven't backed up my phone in seven <laughs> in seven months, so... <laughs> I'm not probably the best person. And you've to got an iPhone. That's just lazy. Yeah, there's no. Mate, there's WhatsApp no is sensational. That's, no, that's just out crazy Trev, lazy. Trev, listen to me. I've ran out of space on my MacBook Pro, Fuck. and um, I can't work out. This is the like life dealing with how my to back dad. this up. Fucking hell! <laughs> just uh, what's, I don't understand how any of these things are related. Yeah, no. Just install the fucking app. <laughs> I. The funny thing is, I. Um, you know, I I love subscriptions. And like for the for the longest time for what like iCloud like iCloud I think is a an iTunes I think like Apple in general when it comes to iCloud and iTunes it's actually not very good in the sense of I can't if I can't communicate to people how to actually use it 
I think there's a problem with the product. Do you find it easy to to talk about these things, Trev? Or are there certain things that you even start to be like, actually, this isn't so easy? Oh, look, I think my biggest challenge, because most of the mainstream stuff I do, you got to remember, is aimed at what I, what I describe as mums, dads, and grandparents, right? Yeah. So it's it's pretty easy to talk to you about the cloud, but it's it's kind of like talking to Tommy about the cloud. You got to explain <laughs> yeah. it a bit more. It's like I'm um, not fucking the, paying the for the cloud, is which is it's why it's bloody <laughs> hard to explain, you know. But I say to people, like I, a lot of people ring me and go, "Well, I've got this problem where my fucking email this," or I'm like, "Get Gmail." It's the best yeah. thing on the history of the planet. Yeah. I pay, I don't know, 20 bucks a month to Google for Gmail and, and storage and it's like it's next level. I've got every email I've sent received since 1995. I've got all of my family photos are in the Google cloud. They are so powerful, these tools. But it's Trev, you've really got you to find, you I find to you've got to have receipts. a reason. You only need to keep receipts for five years, mate. You've got them from 95. Time to get rid of them. Uh, tax department. Yeah, but I can find those emails from back in the day and it's a great way to embarrass people who sent me resumes like in 1997. That's great. Just, um, um, some live troubleshooting. Is there a way for me to back up my iPhone onto an external hard drive that has the space to take the data? No, no. There's not. But uh, if you back it up to the cloud, you're sweet. I don't know what your problem with the cloud is, mate. Just The money. Seriously. The money, mate. It's, um, yeah. the, mate, the, you're right. You own big media companies. Yeah, exactly. Just chime in. Big, true, big media true. company Hello. will get it sorted. The, um, <laughs> yeah, I, so WhatsApp. Jesus, is that I'll your, pay. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah, the, for EFTM it's on record, uh, sponsorship. Uh, EFTM provides our uh, iCloud <laughs> for the Daily Talk Show. <laughs> Um, with WhatsApp, so is WhatsApp your main, like, do you spend more time in WhatsApp than, say, Facebook Messenger and things like that? Is it your sort of number one chatting tool? So you guys talk about screen time a little bit and you, got, you use the crazy, boring uh, battery app to do that. When yeah. Next week, when yeah. iOS 12 comes out, there's a feature called screen time and it is next level uh, monitoring. So I can tell you that today... I have looked at my phone for five hours and 39 minutes. <laughs> I've used messages for 56 minutes, notes for 41, and Instagram for 39. It's an unusual day because I'm, I'm at an event. I've got 209 Twitter notifications, right? I've oh. picked up my phone 217 times. This is the information <laughs> you get, right, oh, yeah. when you use screen yeah. time. So um, my most used apps, though, uh, on, across a week are Twitter, Instagram, Inbox, uh, and WhatsApp, I, like because WhatsApp, and my most notifications come from from WhatsApp. We uh, so in EFTM we have um, we have our CES group, which is a wider group of boys, like six or six or eight of us. And then there's individual messages, and then there's some kind of smaller niche groups like editorial or cars or whatever. And it's just a great way of just sharing messages, shit you find, photos, whatever. It's awesome. It's a great app. Yeah. Have- being in the Apple bubble, did, have you seen the? I've only seen the headline about uh, Google's inbox. You heard about this? Oh yeah, what a! Well, I, I'm so pissed off. I don't because I don't use inbox on the web. I use Gmail on yeah. the web, but I use uh-huh. inbox the app. Yeah. Um, because I I like just swiping away emails and getting rid of them. So, you know, Google's got a massive problem. They've mm. launched so many products that they've then just walked away from Waze, mm. Google Plus, I mean, that's just two, and now Inbox, that it just creates this real stupid uncertainty around everything they do. You can't commit to a product, don't launch it. 
It's just so embarrassing. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it. And TJ, who's looking sort of uh, confused, uh, Google have – they've just, they're discontinuing. I haven't actually read the article, but <laughs> what's the specifics on it, Trev? They're discontinuing the app? Yeah, they're discontinuing Inbox. So if you're a Gmail user and you go to inbox.google.com, it takes you to a very different looking Gmail and it's all about um, you know snoozing uh, a message for you know three days instead of just deleting it or keeping it in your inbox. It's about managing your inbox better, uh, clustering um, groups of emails together in the same way that a lot of that happens in Gmail now if you use the tabs. And they're essentially going to wipe that out and, and it all goes back to the original Gmail. They say the best features are going to be in Gmail. Rubbish. You just yeah. you're not getting. No one's using it, so you're walking away from it, and you frustrate and annoy the hell out of people who were using it. And there's a lot of uh, strong fans of Inbox too. People who used Inbox love Inbox, and it's it's controlled their whole sort of life and the way they do well, their. Email. I'll give you another example. There was an unbelievable app about three years ago called Sunrise. Not to be confused with the rubbish breakfast television program that I don't work on. Um, but uh, it was a great app because you had your calendar, right? It was a calendar app and, you, yeah. you know, normal calendar, whatever. But when you wanted, like if, if we, we talked for about two hours about setting up this conversation and, mm. and what I could have done with Sunrise was say, I could have said, okay, I've got this gap, this gap and this gap and sent you a link and you choose the answer. You choose the meeting time. And it was a great way of, of me saying these are the gaps and you saying here's the one I'll take instead of having to email back and forward and stuff. It was bought by Microsoft. What do they do? Just shut it down. Yeah. Just shut it down. They didn't incorporate any of those cool features into bloody Outlook. They just got rid of it. And that's what it's, it's going really to really good that's stuff. That's what it's going to take ruined. is it's going to take, say, a company like Google to actually incorporate a feature like that. Like if that was in Google Calendar we would 100% be using oh, it. But the problem that I find is like I was using a service called Mixmax, which would do something similar. It would also tell me any time someone opened up one of my emails, which would just be a bit of a head fuck because you'd constantly be, you'd be looking at your, you'd be looking at the feed and I'd see, I'm like, oh shit, that client's just opened up that email. They're going to fucking follow up about this thing. And so I'd front foot shit. Man, this you're micromanaging a, yeah, yourself. Yeah, this was a couple of years ago and I was literally just in my Mixmax all the time being like that person opened up a proposal from two or three months ago i'm gonna email them and they would say shit like i felt like a bit of a, a creep because i'd say josh we were just thinking, we we're just thinking about you we we're just <laughs> talking about this <laughs> the, so, be the best thing trev i knew that he had this and he also got notifications if anyone clicked on the urls or youtube or facebook yeah. or Any twitter blinks. little little yeah links and so i would just I'm not gonna bag him heavy because yeah. i've got a lot of <laughs> notifications about stuff going on <laughs> yeah so but the thing is that so mixmax had a feature like that but the problem is that all of these all these siloed apps um i find just a little bit of a pain in the ass to to um have to deal with are there what apps do you actually have on your mac that you use that aren't sort of your standard vanilla apps no, I'm pretty much web-based. I could I could probably get by with a Chromebook most days. I yeah. live in Google Chrome. Uh, my life is in Google. I live on the web. You know, my invoicing, all that kind of business operations happens, yeah, via the web. So, and, you know, the only app that I miss if I'm switching computers is WhatsApp. I have WhatsApp web, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the app that I can download too because like chatting, see, I work alone. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's when in November we're, we're setting, we've got an office we're setting up. It's still only going to be a couple of us there. But, you know, that collegiate, you know, yelling across the office at someone or whatever, we do that on WhatsApp. Like if our WhatsApp yeah. ever got published, we, I'd be in jail. It's just outrageous. <laughs> I think most people say, would be. I think that's the, like <laughs> WhatsApp. I reckon WhatsApp would be like fuck all the other ones, fuck Snapchat, fuck, you know, Tinder. I reckon yeah. if WhatsApp groups were published, I think the amount of people that would be out of jobs. Yeah. I think you just wouldn't be able a to. A dick pic um, has nothing on the shit that I say <laughs> exactly. in our private groups. Yeah. The um, can I get in? Yeah, can I get in on. on that group? Yeah, go. One hundred percent. Add me. The um, <laughs> you have to pass a stringent criteria to uh, to know that you you're uh, you're part of the crew. Does it include backing up your bang- phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I need to do to get in. Back up my iPhone. You have to show proof of it. The um, so the today yeah. it's pretty late uh, in California now. Trev, talk us through the day. What sort of interviews have you had? Have you had any uh, awkward moments? Really dumb fucking questions. What's what's sort of the uh, the scope that you're dealing with in regards? I to bet these? you actually haven't been trolled about the strawberry water either, like we have. So <laughs> no, I think that's no, the no. This has been the this has been the most hectic. For the of the day for sure. I mean, it's it, oh, I sound like a prima donna, but it's a long day, and like, yeah. and we talked about this last time we chatted. You know, in terms of like money and revenue and stuff. Like today, I made two hundred fifty dollars. Like that's yeah. that's the Stop sum bragging. total of my my <laughs> revenue from today, right? Um, but I've worked, you know, like sixteen hours. Like you had to get yeah. up early. You get a bus to this bloody thing. You got to stand around drinking strawberry infused water, <laughs> um, and they finally let you in. You can't go in the lift that goes down. You got to walk down the stairs because there's a thousand people. You can't get a seat because it's full, and you end up sitting near the front, which is awesome. Yeah. And man, I spent the first half of the keynote testing out a camera, going, "Oh man, I can I can take really good photos here." Zoom in. I was it was crazy, but you got to pay attention to the keynote while yeah. writing a story. Because it's a race. Everyone, I don't know why we're racing. We're all going to publish it the same freaking thing. But you know, you want to you want to get your article up. So you're writing during the thing. You got to take photos with a good camera, and then you got to transfer them via Wi-Fi, and then airdrop them to your freaking computer because you forgot your SD card reader. You know, shit goes wrong. Yeah. Um, and then you got to make sure you don't miss any important parts of the announcement. And then you go and do the bloody hands-on where you try and get two seconds with a thing. Now, I was lucky enough. Uh, Apple paid for Channel Nine cameraman to come with me this time because in the past i'd have to leave like straight after the event and drive an hour north to san francisco to a studio so instead channel nine cameraman is with me and we were able to do a live cross from at at the event yeah so it was a bit bit more relaxed for me we were able to get him in and take some video of of the products and stuff none of which went to air on the live cross which was stupid but anyway shit happens (laughs) and um and then essentially i reckon from 6 a.m. Sydney time, which is about, I don't know what time over here, but anyway, um, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. 6 a.m. Sydney time through till now, which is, I guess, five or six uh, p.m. Sydney time. I, I would have got three phone calls every half hour. Um, and within that time, I was also trying to film a story, which will go to air on the Today Show this weekend, um, do the live cross. Uh, you know, walking around, getting the bus back to here and, you know, it's just kind of non-stop. So, you know, I probably did, I reckon, 30 radio interviews today um, and the questions were are all the same. It's what yeah. are they, how much do they cost? Um, um, they talk of the Apple Watch. The, one of the features of the Apple Watch is that it can detect a fall. So if you fall over, it knows that you fell, that you didn't trip 
It's a very diff- big difference between tripping and falling over. And it if you're, fuck with. if you're, <laughs> yeah, if if you're if you don't move for a minute, it rings triple O. So if wow. you fall and then you don't move for a minute, it will ring triple O and SMS emergency contacts in your phone your location. So think of your elderly family. That's that's a big deal. Um, hopefully not uh, going to be used by people who are drunk on Saturday night. But <laughs> that's cool and. For people with heart issues, the new Apple Watch has great advances in the way it detects your heart rate and has a fucking ECG built in. And I'm, uh, when they showed this, you know, you put your finger on the dial and it does an ECG. Yeah. And I thought, geez, guys, calm down on the whole getting people excited here. I thought you can't really say it's an ECG. And then they wheel out a bloke from the American Heart Association and they announce that it's FDA approved. This thing is a legit ECG on your wrist. So when I tell people that, that that got a lot of traction today. People are pretty excited about that, and people are pretty. I think actually, blase. I thought they'd be blowing up about the price of the thing, yeah. but actually, they're pretty blase. Uh, it wasn't really a big issue for people. I mean, how many people are actually buying the phone outright versus getting them getting them in a plan? Does Apple give you that sort of data? That's exactly why I don't think people are outraged. No, yeah. we don't get that data. Telcos. Don't tell you that either. But what I can tell you is that f- I think it's 53, up nearly 60% of people now are on a prepaid. So they are buying phones up front, going to JB Hi-Fi or whatever. And the rest are um, either on contract or in between contracts. I did some calculations once. I work out there's 6 million phones being sold every year in Australia. So if you say I don't know, 3 to 4 million of them are bought outright and there's 2 to 3 million are on a contract, the majority of the ones on a contract are the expensive ones, your yeah. Samsungs, your Apples. And so most people, Tommy, I'm tipping, is going to walk in. I bet you he's with Telstra. I bet you he's going to go to Telstra and say, I'm off contract. Give me a new phone. Give me the best one. Give me the biggest one. He's going to yeah. want all the storage capacity. He's going to want 512 gigabytes. He's going to want the biggest screen. He's going to spend $2,300 on a phone, but he doesn't know that because he's going to sign a 24-month contract to spend at least $100 a month on, a, on, on his contract. Yeah, absolutely. He's being basically bent over by Telstra <laughs> and, and lubricated because <laughs> if he just went and bought a slightly cheaper version and went with like Kogan Mobile, he'd save probably 50 bucks a month. But yeah. he doesn't care because he just wants a new phone. I mean, I like that you painted me as a good person because I was just going to pull an insurance scam and say that I lost it <laughs> <laughs> and pay the 149 for the upgrade as well. <laughs> Is the, do, do you actually think that we'll see, like do, will the telco price actually shift that much will we ju- will we see the equivalent shift in whatever the cost of the phone is to you know a percent of you know what we're going to be paying every month so i look at it um you know think of your 40 50 60 and 100 dollar plans yeah. going up i look at where the zero dollar handset is so last year for a 999 dollar iphone 8 um i don't know off the top of my head i'm just going to guess but let's say the zero dollar was at 80 dollars for telstra telstra is the benchmark because they always charge so much so you had to sign up to an 80 dollar plan to get a free phone yeah i I can't imagine you're going to get a free phone at 80 or less you're going to have to be spending more than 80 bucks and the telcos will love it because business people will know there's a great thing called arpu the average revenue per user and everyone who wants one of these phones is going to sign up for a big plan and that's going to lift the average revenue. The telcos are going to absolutely love it. But what the telcos don't love is the new iPhone is dual SIM. Now, dual SIM phones are not new. It means you can have two SIM cards in. You can have your Telstra SIM and a Labara or a Kogan Mobile and you use one for phone and one for data because you've got a crazy good data deal. 
They've never the telcos have never sold dual SIM phones, and I reckon Apple has shocked the hell out of them. And I think in Australia they'll block it. I don't think the telcos will allow the dual SIM, and that's just another way our telcos control the, the market. It's well, this it's is crazy the biggest news, really. Like we haven't have. you haven't really touched on it yet. So just explain that. So uh, basically, the phone will be able to accept two SIM cards. Uh, did they actually give any indication of? I'm guessing this is a popular thing. I think in India or other parts of the world. Yeah, it's it's huge in in the US because in the US you got to remember they actually call their their numbers lines. They say you can have two lines, you can get a second line. <laughs> People want two numbers. Um, there's great call deals and there's great data deals. So you put two SIM cards like the Samsung Galaxy. You can put two SIM cards in, and what happens is you say I want all your calls come through on both. So you got two numbers, but you say my when I make a call it should should by default use this SIM card, and when I use data it should by default use that SIM card. The Apple one doesn't physically have two SIMs. One of the SIMs you, you actually slid into the phone. The other one is what we call an eSIM. It's built into the phone and it's programmed by the yeah. software to be a, for a certain telco. Weirdly though, in China, they can't do that. And there's, they've got a SIM tray in the side of the iPhone that that has two nano, nano SIMs, one on either side. It's like strange but in China it's a slightly different phone so in Australia the you, you put a like a Kogan mobile sim in and you'll get Telstra to activate the eSIM portion of the phone I just I just don't think they'll allow it and I'll be interested if they do it'll be groundbreaking because cool new deals coming our way yeah yeah well, the, I remember an old school phone back in the day that had a dual sim and it was mm. a, just a gimmick back then and that was they were the big sims the the two of the Old school big like I have no use for it, but I, I know a lot of people that get a work-issued phone, and mm. but they want to keep their personal number. So dual SIM phones mean you can you can keep your personal number, but only carry around one phone. Yeah. Um, dual SIM phones for people with relatives overseas. You sign up this crazy little telcos you've never heard of that have got cheap as chips international minutes. You put one of those in for your international calls, and then there's your you know, like Tommy's going to sign up to a rubbish Telstra plan that gives him 60 gig of data which is just crazy I don't know how much you're spending it, it worries me but you're like whatever you're spending there that's why you can't fucking there, afford iCloud <laughs> yeah a third of the price you get the same amount of data with Vodafone so you yeah. might put a Vodafone sim in just for the data that's what people will do I just don't know if that's going to come to Australia yet yeah. and it certainly yeah. won't come this year I think so what do you know did you get any indication from the telcos like I guess if there was government regulation that said that they couldn't be anti-competitive and that that they needed to allow this do you think stuff like that would actually happen is there actually a a reason to do that do you think the only reason is they don't want you to have two sim cards so um any competitive, I don't think they'd win the argument because you can buy the things in JB Hi-Fi and have the dual SIM. The telcos are just greedy. Um, I, th- I actually think they'll be forced into doing it because if Apple's doing it globally, they can't really just shun them. So um, the other cool, like about, I don't know, four years ago, you started in some countries to be able to have two SIM cards but one phone number. So you'd have a SIM card in your car and a SIM card in your phone, and if someone rang you, it would ring on both. Yeah. Like the Apple <laughs> so Watch, essentially, Apple, right? Exactly. So when Apple announced the Apple Watch this time last year, they they forced the Aussie telcos to enable this dual SIM one number feature. Yeah. It cost tens of millions of dollars for the telcos to do. Vodafone did it did it faster. Telstra have still not enabled it for business customers, but it, it forced their hand. So I wonder if 
this dual SIM iPhone will force the telco's hand with allowing a dual SIM phone. But no matter what happens, I'm confident that it won't work this year because the telcos have got to physically do work on their systems to make it work with these e-SIMs. So I don't think it'll be available this year. It'll be a mid-next year thing, I think. And could just one telco allow... Like, what's the buy-in going to be for telcos? Will it mean... Will you have a master SIM and then you need... Or is it the the telco that allows e-SIMs? Like, who actually needs to move their tech and to enable it? Or is it across the board everyone needs to sort of say, you know, we, we, we're going in this so, direction? Think think of it this way. The little telcos, Labar and just little tiny telcos, they don't have eSIM. They're never going to have it. They'll only ever get the SIM card from the, you know, from the servo. So we rely yeah. on the big telcos, Telstra Optus and Vodafone, to enable eSIM uh, as a technology. And so they will control the eSIM and they'll leave the vacant SIM tray. So... What the telcos need to do is just be so competitive that the eSIM becomes a really easy way to set up a phone. So you take an iPhone out of the box. You can do it now with an iPad. If you've got an iPad from the last few years, it's got an eSIM built into it. And you can actually buy a data plan on the device. Mm. So you can buy a phone from a shop, open it up and go, I want to be with uh, Vodafone. Um, I want to spend $20 a month. And so the whole transaction occurs on the phone. So there's huge advantages for them there. But the disadvantage is it leaves this little SIM tray open and vacant for someone to go actually well, why don't I go get some more data off that company over there and they just prepay a bit of data and I, I, look I think the telcos has just got to bite the bullet and let it happen but I, I think they'll fight it for as long as they can so I just think this is a, a win-win for Kogan because he's gonna <laughs> he'll use this yeah bloody oath mate like the number one recommendation I make for mobile is Kogan Mobile Vodafone yeah. Network it's fast it's good and the data is super cheap and, mate, you pay 12 months in advance with Kogan, you get massive discounts, and any change they make to the plans within that 12 months, they give to the people who've already paid for the 12 months in advance. So if they add data, they give it to everyone. It's bloody, mm. like they do a good job. I think Seamless that the- integration of a live read. Amazing, <laughs> Trev. <laughs> Unbelievable. The, um, I mean, I'm going to send think- this to Ruslan, and he's yeah. going to fucking pay up. <laughs> I think, yeah, let's double your 250 from the day. Yeah, yeah, he'll get you to 500. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, Vodafone, I think, has come a long way. I remember, um, you know, they were called Vodafail uh, for a while there. With yeah, the, 2010. With the, with the phone reception and stuff like that. Have they actually... Have they done things to their network over the last few years that are actually making them better or is it a PR thing? Yeah, yeah. I can remember, um, I don't know when it was, but I'm going to say four years ago. Mm. I'm on um, 2UE in Sydney taking calls. Someone rings up and they go, which telco do you recommend I go with? And I ask a couple of questions. And I say, listen, it's really simple. Telstra is the best. Optus is in between and Vodafone don't have the best network. I left the studio and my phone rang and it was the head of PR at Vodafone and she was totally lovely. She said, um, "Did you have reception?" Show? I was like, "Mate, I can't hear you." <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. No, I was with Optus at the time, uh, and she rang me. And she said, "Listen, let's let's have a burger." Well, that's a straight way to my heart. Yeah. No dramas. Did that, Johnny Rocket. And she said, "Listen, I I hear what you're saying, but can you just give us a try?" Mm. And I, it's a fair point, right? Yeah. I'm bagging them essentially, but I've I've not never been with them, yeah. so I switched. And for the first six months, it was it was good, not amazing, but they would they kind of kept me in the loop. And I'd 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 email them and say I had really bad service here, really bad service there, or whatever. And they would tell me about the roadmap. And over about a year and eighteen months, they invested I don't know three billion dollars. 
bottom line, their network's excellent. In yeah. Metro, they've got more customers in Sydney than Telstra. In Metro, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, everywhere, and big areas like Shepparton and Wagga and all that, they're great. On the highway between Timbuktu and wherever the hell else, it's rubbish. Yeah. But so yeah. is Optus. Mm. And who the hell needs a phone out there? Yeah. So 90% of Australians, they say to me, oh, but oh, Telstra's great in the regions. I'm like, when was the last time you drove past Grong Grong? And they go, where's that? And I go, well, there you go. You've got no idea. You've never been to the regions. So bottom line, Vodafone's a, network. They thought you had a, um, a fit at the moment that you said that. Because I, <laughs> I thought you yeah. just... Grong Grong. Is that Grong Grong, Woi Woi. Ah, yes. Grong Grong is, uh, is about 20 k's out of Narandra. Uh-huh. In so, Riverina, New South Wales. Trev, the big question, uh, are you going to get uh, one of the, the latest phones? If so, which one? So what can I tell you? Oh, you mean just me if I was a buyer? Yeah, if you're <laughs> like, you talking you about get, in my gonna, world. Yeah, like I think like what is going to be your daily driver going forward, whether that's provided um, by Apple or you uh, you know fork out the money yourself? It will definitely be provided by Apple because I haven't yeah. bought a phone in like seven years. Yeah. Um, but... Um, so what? Uh, let me tell you what will happen here. So the event was today and it's about to be midnight. Um, I don't mind saying to you that tomorrow at some point I'll be whisked away in a bus to a room somewhere and they'll give me, I'll have to sit down for about 45 minutes and listen to them tell me everything I just heard today in the keynote, but just kind of for me. And then they'll, they'll probably give me a device. They might, I don't know. Don't know that for sure, they might. And then I'm not allowed to, I'm not, I won't be allowed to you know, use that device or show anyone that device until a certain point in time. Um, so next week or the week after, there'll be an embargo that'll lift and my review will come out, so will everyone else's. At that point, I'll probably go, listen, I wouldn't mind the, the blue one instead of the red one or whatever. So if they, if they were to give me a yellow phone, yeah. I'd use it for the review and then I'd ring up and say, any chance I could get the blue one or you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. I reckon the iPhone ten are so hard with the names, the X's and all that kind of stuff. I reckon the iPhone XR is a cracking good phone. It's cheaper than the 10. It's colourful. The six colours. The screen is LCD, but it still looks great. Camera's still good. It's not amazing, but is it's it good. Is it the iPhone I reckon SE, that's, that's essentially? the phone of choice. <clears throat> no, definitely not. It's it's the iPhone 10 without an OLED screen and without a dual lens camera. Okay. Is it replacing the SE in the sense, like the way that you're seeing it in the sense of it's a stripped no. back? No. So the SE, not even S- stripped SE back. was way, SE was stripped back like a lot further than that, a long way back. Oh, really, the iPhone XR replaces the iPhone 8. Mm. It's, it's the first point of, of entry into the iPhone um, market. But the iPhone 7 and 8 will remain on sale because they've got to have phones that are slightly cheaper in price. So, yeah, I think the I think the colourful iPhone 10R will sell very well because a lot a lot of people will want a red or a yellow or a blue phone. I'll probably just go black. Yeah. But I reckon a black iPhone 10S or 10R, perfect phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, one one last question. Yeah. Go for uh, it, TJ. When you get whisked off tomorrow, can you just ask them if there's any way of backing my phone up to a hard drive? <laughs> it's off my external, please. There might be someone there that knows. Is, is there a... Mate, I've asked and answered. Is, the, is, is there a sense, sort of, uh, to wrap things up, what I'm really curious about is this uh, relationship with Apple and sort of not knowing what's going to happen and sort of just, I guess, you sort of fingers crossed that each time you get invited back... I remember 
And Trev, you probably have, uh, you know, consumed similar content back in the day. But I remember Leo Laporte, who is on the Twitter yep. network. Uh, uh, one day he was invited to he was invited to all the Apple events. He said something. I can't remember what it was. He pissed them off, and he was never sort of invited again. Yeah, you know, what's what's your take on on that sort of stuff, and how much is that in the back of your mind? I play it two ways. I I respect the fact that they've invited me here and they've brought me here, but it doesn't change what I say to anyone about their products. Yeah. Um, the good thing is I'm a pretty big fan of their products. And mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. They're not stupid. They <laughs> essentially vet people over many years to work out who they're going to bring. The Australian team only get to bring X number of people and we never know how who's going to be here. I get my itinerary and I go, oh, my the, the car that's speaking about the airport is also going to be Val. He's from Sunrise. So Val's yeah. going to be there. You never know until dinner who's going to be here. One of my best mates um, didn't get invited this time around. And that, that, that's really heartbreaking, but... I can't control that. It's not my nothing I can do. All I can do is keep getting on the Today Show. Yeah, I thought I'm not on the Today s- Show. They I won't thought, invite me anymore. I thought you were going to say update him through the WhatsApp group <laughs> yeah, exactly. about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, no. Send him photos. I haven't yeah, mentioned no. anything, mate. The no. strawberry water is delicious. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> it's a daily yeah, talk show. I, I've I've only ever had a had a had a really bad phone call from Apple once. And it was when the iPhone six plus came out. Yeah. Like all day on the radio, I called it stupidly big, <laughs> stupidly big phone. And they just come over and they said, listen, can you stop calling it stupid? I said, <laughs> I, I guess so, okay. but it's just my view. <laughs> uh, Trev, thanks so much for staying up uh, and uh, chatting to us because I know that it is fucking late and uh, we are very low down on the, the media spectrum or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But um, my day has peaked with this. <laughs> exactly. This is this is going out strong, mate. You're gonna have it. The problem with doing it so late is you'll you'll be dreaming about us all night. It's you're just gonna constantly you're gonna have dreams of strawberry strawberry fields and fucking uh, weird shit like that. But um, <laughs> I have a good one. Dreaming about when you are you back? When are you back? When are you back in uh, Australia? You're back on a, a flight tomorrow. What's uh, the deal? I leave tomorrow night. I uh, arrive Saturday morning, so I can go and see my son play ba- baseball. Oh, amazing! Very quickly, baseball. Like I've seen a few mentions of baseball. Is there a big sort of culture starting up with baseball playing in Sydney? Is it a? Is it a big? Is it becoming? No, a big I think sport? it's just a bit niche in in our kind of northern Sydney area. There's there's a bit of it goes on. It's just yeah. a good alternative summer sport that means you don't have to sit there and watch kids play cricket all fucking. Yeah, time. I like it. <laughs> I used to play t-ball, and I, I never, it was sort of the amateur. It's a baseball. great sport. I think yeah. it's a great team sport for kids because yeah. everyone plays a role. Yeah, no, I love it. Awesome, Trev. Have a good one. It's the Daily Talk see Show. Buddy. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers, guys.